Go. Live from the Sportique Studios, where there's never an off-season for talking Kavanaugh. Those soulful eyes, warm, welcoming smile, and soft, soft skin. This is the South Stands Denver Fancast. I'm Colin Daniels with producer Scott Stafford. Baller, shot collar, and the host of the Purple Dinosaur Podcast, Tyler Mon, and your host, John I had to tweet out the link to this. Oh, and, and so, I've got to retweet it now. And you got to retweet it now. Um, but uh, I was trying to include our guest in there, and uh, and I almost I almost put on Tyler Q. Ah, Tyler Q in Utah. The other Tyler. The other Tyler. The other white meat. The other white meat. I call him. <laughs> but uh, I, I got the right one. So welcome to the show, everybody. It's it's uh, it's great to be back. Uh, we're, it was only two weeks, so we, we stuck with our plan. It's very good. So uh, Tyler Mon is with us. Tyler, welcome back. John, thank you, sir. It's Colin, it's thank it's, you, sir. it's good to have you. And I think it was you said it was maybe two years ago when you were here last. Yeah, I think so. Okay. And I think and right when right when Colin was giving that intro, I remember I remember now he called it the Purple Dino Cast. Right. And we right. we had Purple Dino, which is an Italian guy from the Bronx. <laughs> Who uh, is a whole different? That's a whole different podcast. It's not. Uh, it's not what you do. And I've been listening to it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's great to have you back. Um, what's been going on? What's what's shaking? You know, uh, I work nonstop, and yep. uh, it's it's pretty much all. Uh, but it's it's all good stuff. It's you know being yeah. around sports and doing sports stuff. That's like, good. I'd be doing that anyway, so I might as well do it for a T- job. Tell us, tell us what you who, what you do, what you who you work for. Uh, s- several, <laughs> well, several things. Yes. So uh, my main gig, I work for MLB.com on the minor league side. Uh, I write for MILB.com is our site. Um, so I, I write, I host our podcast for for that one. Um, I also work for the University of Denver. I do a bunch of broadcasting work for DU. I'm the radio voice for basketball and lacrosse over there. Started doing hockey on TV for DU this nice. year, uh, which has been awesome doing the, uh, the altitude stuff. Um, and I also do some other random broadcasting stuff. I do like international baseball broadcasting and, uh, host this weird Rockies podcast that for some reason has turned into this bizarre cult hit. It's, so it's good. So is play-by-play the end game? I mean, is that what a guy who's doing all the stuff you're doing have in mind? Yeah, I think that's kind of always been 
my love, you know. Um, I really, really love the other stuff. I love writing. Um, I love doing the podcast stuff. But play-by-play is just always – I mean, since I was, you know, five years – when I realized that I had this physique and I would not be an <laughs> athlete one day, uh, I figured, well, I got to do something else in sports. And so, you know, there's – my dad has a tape recorder of me at like six years old calling games on the old Tecmo Super Bowl for my original Nintendo. So it's just like what I've always wanted to do. Um, so, yeah, I think ultimately that's that's still a goal. I, I find it funny that your, your first stop in play-by-play is hockey because that's a really tough game to do play-by-play for. It, mo- would, it moves really, really fast. I was going to say, like, when, when I'm watching a hockey game and listening to, like, Mark Mosier or somebody yeah. like that do it, now, you obviously have to know the players. You have to kind of know. But when you get, like, a, another college and you don't – I mean, you gotta, you got to study up on those guys and yeah. know this is the guy who's the left wing on the first like, – you got to know right. the lines. you got to know right. the lines of all these, these small colleges. Yeah, which I have – I've tried to – to simplify things as much as possible for myself. When I started doing lacrosse, um, I knew nothing about lacrosse. And I still know just like a passable amount about lacrosse, even though I've done it for like six years now. But when I started doing that, it's similar in that there are lines and there are groupings. And, and um, weird names. Right, and weird names <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, and I started doing my, my spotting boards for those, for the broadcast, were all broken out by lines. And I realized like – five minutes into any game all that stuff gets thrown out it's the window totally, the yeah it's part. totally jumbled um so especially that way with hockey like in lacrosse generally you'll keep a certain unit together and hockey if things aren't going well like head coach will change lines within the first 90 seconds of a game and so this year i decided for the hockey broadcast that i was just going to go to like a numeric alignment for all the information that i have i feel like that's worked out better for me because you're already drinking out of a fire hose trying to do so many other things with a telecast there's so much going on um so this year i just tried to simplify it in that regard and i think it's worked out okay um the nice thing about doing it on you know doing those games for altitude is i'm doing it to a du centric audience so I don't have to know quite as much about whoever's coming in since it's more a product that's focused on just providing the the Denver perspective on it. Um, so that kind of helps. But yeah, it's uh, hockey has been a lot of fun. It's been a, a big challenge, but it's been a ton of fun this year. I would think that's a tough one. Whereas baseball, it's like, okay, there's a guy getting into the batter's box. He's going to stand there for 10 right. minutes hacking away at the ball. And then you know everybody that's out there. So you kind of, it doesn't, it, right. it, it, the change is a little slower. Well, that, that is true. And that's why in baseball, the color guy is so important because that's what makes the listening experience palatable. And, and I love listening to Jack and Jerry on the radio. Baseball is a great radio game it's far less frenetic but that fits your mood on a on a, it on is a summer a, afternoon it is a good it is a good radio uh game and uh, i've got a buddy who's not really into sports at all and he told me a long time ago he he's like an, he's an artist so he's like out drawing and he was like you know i just like listening to the games and just putting them on and just kind of you know in the background well, you can and, picture what's happening too like oh, yeah. when the balls hit the third base you can picture it yeah whereas hockey gets real like manic and it's like yeah Yeah. but no it's great that's very tough to do i I can't imagine how do you feel connor mcgahee is doing in his new role with altitude i think he's been great um it's i've only gotten a chance to listen to a handful of games connor's actually one of the my very first job out of college i think connor was still in school at du um and i was working for uh, a radio station in town um and connor was doing the the pa stuff and i would cover some du events and connor and i met over there and 
um, just such a nice dude. And obviously, you know, kind of running in similar circles. I, I moved out of state for a little while and worked broadcasting jobs elsewhere. Um, but coming back and keeping up with where Connor was and what he was doing. And I've only gotten to listen to a handful of games, but I think he's been doing great. I've, I've heard a couple of calls on the radio with him that I've really liked. One is the the kind of iconic now I am Groob yeah, call. Yeah. That's a great one. But earlier in the season, he did like he did something like it was Magruder. And he was like, you're going to be working a desk job, Magruder, no, or something like that. It was Bobrovsky from the – Bobrovsky, from, that's, from, right. Uh, yeah, that's right. From the, from the Blue Jackets. Yeah. Says, you know, you're off the force, Bobrovsky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. great stuff. No, he's yeah. good. He, he's got a really good voice. Um, wh- why are they – and maybe you, maybe you know this, maybe you don't, but like they seemed – the Avalanche have done this. Um, they they were switching off. Like he's doing TV and Mosier was doing radio. They were switching off. And Mosier obviously started with radio, but they're switching it up a little bit. It's fine. All those guys are really good, but they're doing it with the Nuggets. They're taking Scott Hastings and putting him on the radio, and they're bringing like old players in. And it people are very. I'm very finicky about announcers, and and as you probably know, this like it's like a you know people like either they either think you're great or or they hate your guts for right. whatever reason, like how you pronounce a word. And it just seems like it's there's not a continuity going on with a lot of these things, and I don't know if that's a that's not a is that a normal thing that they shake it up that much? Not usually, I don't think. Um, and I'm not entirely sure the the reason behind it. I know, um, you know, even this I've year, got a, for, I got a pretty solid guess. Yeah, I've got a guess too. But yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I know even this year for for DU basketball, um, they brought in rotating color people throughout the season. It was a, uh, um, you know. Scott Hastings was there for a game. Bill Hanslick was there for a game. Greg Lackey is there for most games. But they rotated a bunch of different people through. And um, I'm not sure if it's just kind of trying to find a formula that you feel like, you know, if a product maybe, and I don't know this to be the case, but if you feel like maybe something is stale, if you try a different combination and feel like that works better, then maybe that's the the impetus behind it. Um, but, yeah, it is kind of interesting that they've been – they've tweaked Oh, I think it's, it's can we afford to live without some of these big salaries. Which is, like, yeah. Was what and, it and really sports comes media down is to. probably always yeah, the which case. Is always, which is but always you know, an issue. They did that growing up in baseball. I remember specifically with the Cubs, uh, Harry Carey, they get him off of television by like the eighth inning. They put him on radio. But he was also drunk. He was too drunk. Yeah, he was real drunk. <laughs> and, by uh, but he really was. He yeah, was yeah. Just, oh, no, you think you should put him on TV, yeah. then he doesn't have to describe everything. <laughs> but yeah, but, but right. they would take his whole crew, though. They, like, they would replace the whole crew. The radio crew would go to TV, and TV would that's go to the well, radio. Okay. Well, Did you so see where they're, ta- where they're, they're taking the Cubs away from WGN? Yeah, I saw that. They started their own network. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a shame. Seventy that's a normal, years. They that's were a normal WGM. progression. You know, I would think that's a normal progression to do. Most most things are going towards that. Um, Speaking of broadcasts, yeah. Just briefly, I was very upset on Sunday. I was so mad at Zombie Root Sports because I was really. We were snowed in. The whole city was snowed in. It was cold and icy and dumping snow. Nobody wanted to leave the house. What better opportunity to have a 110 broadcast of the Rockies and Giants game? Oh, but no! The station whose only job is to deliver the Rockies games was playing women's college basketball. And the Monday Mommy, I tweeted something about it, and the Monday Mommy responded, this is playoff basketball. You really think a preseason game is more important? I was like, (laughs) yeah! 
to, it's to AT&T you. It's AT&T Sportsnet. <laughs> Their job is to broadcast the Colorado Rockies. That's the only reason they exist. Yeah, but... It made me so but mad. But one, it's spring training, and that's the whole thing, is you have to go there to experience it, right? They want you to go down there and and, and go Pay to the park. $85 a day for a rental car. Exactly, and, 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 you know, and spend the money there. And, and I'm kind of of the mind where... I don't want to see it. I get the updates. I see what people are saying. People are following it. I I don't want to. I don't want to see any until it's time. It's because almost like you Christmas. have a hundred and sixty-two to go. That's right. I, yeah. I don't need one now. Now maybe Tyler, you might you might think of it differently. Maybe you, you maybe you need baseball in your life all the time. But do you see? Like it's kind of like hey, we can live we can live without seeing a couple of these you know games where no one's really trying hard. Yeah, I'm one of those weirdos that like I'm always fine to sit down and watch baseball. But I do get it, especially on a, a time in the the sports calendar where so many other sports are approaching their postseasons um i think that is one of the reasons why at least other networks go away from televising some of the spring training stuff but i think the to your point colin the the fact that there are not a lot of play-by-play properties on that network and you have a local team that's playing games and granted you're not going to ask your production staff and your broadcast team to do every spring training game but it does seem like there are certain places where strategically you would think yeah sunday sunday, sunday afternoon, afternoon snowy game, sunday afternoon seems like it would against probably be the good. giants a division rival it yeah it, it I, I think they would have gotten some eyeballs probably yeah, more probably eyeballs true. than they got but do they do they broadcast any of them yes yeah they i do. think they've got absolutely okay 10 this year maybe oh, something the, like that uh, spring training that many, but i was yeah. gonna say because like hockey they do the preseason you know obviously broncos are on um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I, I see your point, but you know, I think you can. I think you'll live. I think you'll live without some preseason baseball. Do you guys know? As of right now, there are two, and there could be more, but two games where the Rockies have day games at home, and the Nuggets play at night. Oh. Entering into the playoffs. Oh. I know. This In is April. Gonna be fun. Oh, that, that is going to be fun. Opening, opening, opening day. Yeah, yeah. And then I think the following one. As a season ticket holder for both. Yes. You're booked. I'm double dipping. <laughs> double dipping. Double oh, dipping. boy. That's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. Well, that's this great. Gonna You're going to have rocking. to be careful. See, I don't know if I could pull that off because by the time I left Coors Field, I wouldn't be able to stay that's, awake. That's yeah, you'd just be passed out in the seat. Um, <laughs> right. Well, and also. Short train ride. Also, you remember opening day last season? It was, oh God! It was miserable. That yeah. was miserable. That was when we met Mosier yeah, there. Yeah, we did. We met, met yeah. Mosier. Even recognize Mosier. It's it's. Like you know what? We got lucky. I think I think the, like the five years prior to that were beautiful days. Yeah. They were really good, and so so we had to take that one on the chin. Um, and hopefully this year will be. Uh, you know, I got to get uh, got to get uh, Chris Bianchi doing some some far out weather forecasting for me to figure out if it's going to be nice or not. But I hope it is. So I, probably going to be there either way. So. Oh yeah, I'll just got to know how to dress. Yeah. That's right. If we made it when it was twenty six degrees uh, at first that was pitch, miserable. was it that cold? I think we'll make it this year. Yeah, that was miserable. That was yeah. real bad. But um, I've been there when it's been really cold and wet too. Then I think this was just cold. It wasn't wet. That's when it's cold and wet. That's a really that's a really bad. Yeah, that's combo. the worst combo. It's not good. It's not good. In this these last couple of months, that was the that that February was the eighth was the coldest in eight years. And the longest and, and, in eight, eight years. It was miserable. And March so far has just been crappy. And I looked at a 10-day forecast today, and it's not supposed to be over 51 degrees for the next 10 days. So I'm ready for Shinter to be 
the fuck over with. Shinter, and I know you feel the same Shinter way. Shinter needs to get the hell it's out. It's the shintiest of shinters. It's the shintiest of shinters. Um, that's shitty winter for everyone who doesn't know what that means. So <laughs> It yeah. sounds like something from yeah. Game of Thrones. It does. Shit, <laughs> shitty winter is well, upon us. Well, my house is Shinterfell when, 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 it, when, the, when it won't leave. I'm, I'm stuck in Shinterfell and I'm trying to like, you know, trying to survive. How's your painting project going? Your home improvements? Oh, I know Zach Sheely wanted to know some, uh, some, some tips. Um, uh, try the frog tape, by the way. I don't well, don't know I, if you've tried the frog so here, tape. Here's, so I, I'm an expert masker. I don't know if you guys know that about me. I, I can I, imagine yeah, you I can, would be based can, on your field of work. I can mask the hell yeah. out of things. Um, so I got this tape and it was like, it's like kind of almost like a vinyl-y type, not quite duct tape. And it was for, it was for painting. So, you know, hold that paint so it doesn't, doesn't bleed through. Well, I masked this whole area. I got, I got beams kind of like this and I masked all this stuff because I was just doing it slowly but surely. And so I could dive into it. So two weeks later or whatever it's all like it's all like peeling off and coming off and i'm like i'm like all that work and i just it's it's just really got me steamed so um but yeah we can get into that in a little bit we got to take our first break so wow um, yeah i know man you know when the first quarter goes that quickly you know it's gonna be a good show we, we got plenty to talk about um we got lots of lots of things coming up we might have a might have an interview or something Maybe I don't know. We'll else? see. Yeah, that we'll goes. see. But uh, let's take a quick break. We'll sort it all out right after this. Shemansky for bsndenver.com. I'm telling you, I love Denver sports. I'm Shemansky. And I get all the best reporting from the people at bsndenver.com. You got to check it out and be sure to tell you David Shemansky sent you. Hold on a second. Spano's on the phone. He's telling you to cease and desist. Did HBO intentionally release the documentary Leaving Neverland to correspond with the end of the NFL Combine? <laughs> is Tyler Murphy really four feet tall? Now that the Combine is over, will 104.3 The Fan focus more on the other three major sports? The Broncos draft, Broncos training camp, and Broncos preseason. Will Cecil Lammy have some spare time to skillfully paint his Julius Thomas figurines? <laughs> Was the avalanche on I-70 only the second worst disaster of the same name on camera this week? Did Detroit fans attend the game at Pepsi Center yesterday with the proceeds from the sales of their homes? Were Robert Kraft's visits to the spa the Patriots the first Patriot, Patriot events to end in a tie? <laughs> that's, a, that's good stuff. Does Nolan Arenado finally have enough money to buy stadium naming rights? Is Isaiah Thomas the perfect fit for the Nuggets since he fits in the overhead bin? Is the new Green Deal a proposed environmental policy or the weekly special at Live Well? Is Alfred Williams relieved to finally be moving to a radio station where he can talk about the Broncos? <laughs> As a married man in his 50s, is DMAC enjoying the opportunity to experiment with different partners? 
is Jake Shapiro, the only member of Rocky's Media who literally looks up to Vic Lombardi. You have questions. We have answers. SouthStandsDenver.com, Colorado's finest internet sports talk since 1971. Shamon! I saw that you watched the uh, documentary. Oh, so good. Oh, God, so creepy. So much anus. So, I didn't watch it, but... After you, after you watch it, oh, you, God. you, you want to take a silkwood shower? Like, like really? Like you're like this is yeah. gross oh, it's, beyond? It's really gross. Yeah, um, really gross. Really fucking creepy and weird. Yeah. And my brother's all mad because he's a huge Michael Jackson fan. He's like, it's lies. It's lies. Well, that's they're a, just trying to get his money. Well, that's the thing. It's like, like if you think they could fabricate this shit, oh my well, god. Well, that's the thing. The family, you know, the the brothers were like, oh no, these are lies, you know, blah blah blah. And then they're like, this is all lies. And they're like, well, have you seen it? And they're like, no, I don't need to. And it's like they're well, probably still living off his money too. Oh, right? I'm sure they are. There is no way two young men could stand there, sit there in front of these cameras, and. Fabricate that story. There's just no way. Well, at this point, and they I both mean, and both and the things both of them are saying are almost identical. Now, sure, they could have gotten on the same page somehow, but the idea that they've falsified these stories is absolutely mind-boggling to me. Well, what, what, they can't get anything out of a dead man. I know he's got an estate and everything, but I, they, they did try suing him while he was still alive. Each I, of them I did, and each of them did unsuccessfully. Mm. But believe me, I would try to sue them too if, <laughs> if the things they say happened mm. actually happened. Well, I just I come back to the whole thing of like you know, there's a, there's a whole segment of people out there who are like. This is all lies. And other people are like, well, I don't know, you know, and it's kind of like, how do you, I get, I get people love him as a musician. There's no collusion, John. Yeah, exactly. But it's that, it's that, it's like we all have like these brain worms and these, and people are just like, they just can't see what's in front of them. And this is in that situation and and many others. If we are to listen to the victims, it all makes perfect sense. Hmm. Everything they say makes perfect sense. He was a lonely man child who was a celebrity from a very young age, never had the opportunity to experience a normal... And, and abused. His father beat the shit out of him. Absolutely. So I think there are outs for Michael, but the things he did to little boys, according to that documentary, are positively shocking. All right, everyone. let's talk some baseball. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! yeah. Pitchers and catchers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I did. I did want to. Sometimes I, they report. That's I, all I'm I saying. I did want to bring up the great, the great news of uh, Nolan um, getting signed. Oh and, um, my god! We, we haven't been able to talk about it yet. Okay, now I have so, one question. Is the this tattoo is, right now happening? So hold on. Are we doing this right now? Tyler doesn't know about it. The tattoo is what, designed. Hold on. Hold on. So Tyler is up to speed. Anyone else doesn't know? Colin said that if they sign Nolan long term, he was going to get a um, a tattoo of something about Nolan. Well, let's back this up a little bit. He changed it to long term later. Hold on, hold on. Now, <laughs> he, he changed that. No, he no because he said it wasn't like they were going to give they like had, a year. They had to make the playoffs and they had to sign him to a new deal. And, and that and this all happened. Now this all happened. Yes. But now here's what he said. And and Tyler, you'd know about this more than we would. Then he was like, I got to look into this opt out clause because if this. <laughs> If this is if this opt out clause is, I might not get the tattoo. And I was like, bullshit. I said four years or more. The opt out clause is at three years. So I ask you, Tyler, 
<laughs> what's the significance of that clause? And is he going to be here? And I'm getting the tattoo either way. I'm not going to use that as an. Well, that kind of kind of anticlimactic. But I, think, I wonder. Yeah. Um, you wonder if he's going to be here? Yeah. I I think I think he will be. Um, I'll give you two reasons why. One, what they have built and what they continue to build is sustainable, and is sustainable. I think beyond just this window of contention that's right now through probably 2021 or 22 um i think with continuing to draft intelligently and develop players um you know organizations like really like the houston astros are shown right now you can build it and keep it going rather than just build it tear it down build it tear it down you mean win from now on when uh you know f- for the most part from now on um but i think the the thing that really works in that contract's favor is organizations aren't really handing out huge deals to guys that are over 30 anymore. And Nolan's going to be 31 point 30 going on 31. Yeah. So he's, if you're looking at a circumstance where there'd be, I believe believe there'd be 600 million left on the deal after that or something. You're not going to get $32 million a year going beyond what you've already been offered at that age. So I think there is a very heavy likelihood that he doesn't, exercise the opt-out i think he'll he'll stick around man i hope so that's a rocky for life deal and that justifies it if they if in two years from now they were just awful and for some reason they just fell off the map and they were really bad then yeah he might say like you know right get out of here but you're saying you think that that what their direction they're going in three years they're probably still going to be decent and contending yeah i think so um and i also think if if that is the case, if it did fall apart and he decided to opt out, that's good for both sides because sure. on on Nolan's side, then he gets to potentially go somewhere where he's going to be able to compete and, and try to win a World Series. On the Rocky side, they're not hamstrung with a Troy Tulowitzki contract or a Carlos Gonzalez contract where you're paying a guy thirty plus million dollars on a team that isn't contending. So yeah. I think that actually would work in favor on both sides if it came to that. I just don't see it coming to that. So th- he said he was going to get it on his small of his back. Okay, the tattoo. I did not and, say and that. That was, and that was part. Of it. I was like, well, if that's you where said you want that. It. So, so you are going to get the tattoo on the, my right calf, I believe. And your right I've calf. Decided on, and are yeah. you going to get the the famous him like bloody? Yeah. What I decided is the the spring training logo with the C in the middle in the foreground, okay. and then kind of Nolan kind of behind it, like he's behind the mountain with the bloody face and the screaming yell and, and i've looked at the, i've google image search i looked at a hundred different images and i kept coming back to that one for one primary reason i was at that game i embraced my daughter when he hit the for the cycle the home run for the cycle to end the game that mm-hmm. resulted in the bloody face i mean it's as far as the moments that i've witnessed in person at a denver sporting event at the actual event probably number one on my list and i've you know i've seen some cool stuff but i haven't been to a super bowl and i haven't been to a to a title game for the nba and i I wasn't at any of the avalanche championship games so for me that father's day game was something truly truly special that you know justifies a tattoo because it was father's day it was was a memory He's he's at least here for three years, probably more. He's a he's an he's now an iconic player for the Rockies. I think I think you should go ahead and and do it. I, I think that we've got a great great set of you know, between McKinnon and Jokic and Nolan Arenado and Von Miller. I, we've got a really exciting group in Colorado right now, and I think it's a time to hold our heads high 
It's just a shame the Broncos won't suck on purpose because that's what they need to do. That's what they need to do. When are you going to get the tattoo? Let's talk about that. Um, I already st- I spoke to a fellow. You know, we're right next door to to um, to uh, Think Tank. Think Tank tattoo. And I talked to a fellow the other day who happens to be a big Boston sports fan. Gross. He's got yeah. Patriots tattoos oh, and stuff. Wow. But. On the other hand, of all the people that are there, the goth types and the biker types and everything else, <laughs> he's totally a sports dude. So I talked to him, um, and he said, we, the first thing we need to do is do the drawing. So I'm going to have my kid Photoshop the drawing. And then it's going to end up being Bob Kraft with a bloody head going, ah, that's what it's going to end up being. And you won't be able to see it because it's on your calf. You know, they're saying he's going to get off. <laughs> good, good one. That's awesome. Um so bring you back to bring you back to those Rockies. Um, it's great that they did that. Um, I think they needed to do that. I, oh, it was huge. My skin tingled. Oh, it was a great day. I, I, I first learned about it with the, the fan one hundred four three the fan app. I got a notification from them. Wow. And I normally Is I would this have a day it, later. Normally I would. <laughs> What's going on, dude? Normally I would have cut it on Twitter, but I saw that. And and I was I was working and my coworkers were around and I just stood there frozen, absolutely paralyzed and goosebumps formed on both arms. I was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" How much was that a a, a done deal? I mean, was it pretty much going to happen? Was it pretty that was going to be the thing? I started hearing um, toward the late stages of the fall that they were they were making progress on it. And Ken Rosenthal had a really good story today on the Athletic about how it was really a meeting in late January that kind of pushed it over the top. Um, but you know, I mean, this is something that we've said on the the podcast for for a few years now. The Rockies throughout franchise history have always ponied up to sign franchise luminaries. They did it with Larry Walker. They did it with Todd Helton. They did it with Troy Tulowitzki. They did it with Carlos Gonzalez. They, from what I've heard, had a deal put together to sign Matt Holiday long-term. He kind of backed out um, and figured that he might have a, a better shot going elsewhere. So they traded him. They ended up getting Carlos Gonzalez back for him. So they executed a decent deal there, which is a rare moment where I'll give Dan O'Dowd some credit, but they, Ooh. you know, throughout history, they've always done that. And we talked about that a lot of, on the podcast. Um, the Montforts have this reputation of, Oh, they're cheap. They won't sign anybody. They sign everybody when it comes to players of this magnitude. Um, and I think the other thing that worked in their favor is the way this free agency market is going in, in major league baseball. And, if I'm Nolan Arnato and I'm looking at Manny Machado and I'm looking at Bryce Harper, I don't want to deal with that. I mean, even if it's a circumstance where you're going to get more money, the stress of being Bryce Harper and waiting until last week to sign a deal with a team and show up to spring training and all that. Bryce Harper got dragged by the Philly media for six months before signing a contract to get started in Philly. Like that, that relationship is already trash from, <laughs> from jump street. So if I'm Nolan, like why, why would I look at that and say, yeah, I want that for an extra million dollars a year. I don't and think you're that's ta- worth you're, it. You're talking about money that will, that will service five generations right. of your right. family. And that's the thing about you Nolan. Even, you wouldn't notice a million dollars missing. Exactly. That's how much money it is. And I've never gotten the impression from Nolan um, or from people around the organization that he is somebody who cares that much about being you know the guy who gets the biggest contract in baseball history something like that I think he obviously cares about getting what he thinks is fair but I don't think he's somebody who's motivated by 
I have to go out and get massive money. I think he knew he was going to get massive money, but showing some loyalty to an organization that drafts and develops you, brings you along. You took the two straight playoff appearances for the first time in franchise history. I think it's really it's it's very cool and it's almost kind of a throwback sports moment where you don't really see that a lot. I mean, you kind of would have figured three, four years ago, maybe Bryce Harper was going to go that route. The Nationals have spent a ton of money. They tried to put in a bunch of pieces around him to win. Um, theoretically, they would have had the money to do that with him. And that conversation never really happened. I mean, toward the middle of last season, the Nationals were like, we're not going to get this done on an extension. Um, and so for Nolan to be of that mindset and to do that, I think is is really cool. And I talked about this with, with Nate Crackman on his show the day that Nolan signed the extension as a as a Colorado sports fan especially as a Rockies fan it's rare that you get those moments where you feel like you won over the Red Sox or the yeah. Dodgers or the, the Yankees, Yankees or the Cubs or whoever um, with that garbage report that came out in New York Post in January oh the Yankees are really eyeing Nolan Arenado if you you could say it terrified me right and it, <laughs> I think everybody around here freaked out but you can say if you cover the Yankees that the Yankees are eyeing literally any player in baseball and it wouldn't be incorrect because no, yeah. they have the purse strings to do it but that report was such nonsense because it was well he has to go to free agency uh, it has to be the the right fit franchise wise and, and salary wise. Uh, the Yankees have to decide what they're doing. They've already got Miguel Andujar at third base, who had a decent debut. Like there were all these things where it was just oh, caveats, yeah, right? Exactly. Where it's like, yeah, I'm sure a lot of organizations are probably thinking that exact same way about Nolan. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you mentioned too, Tyler, on the last Purple Dinosaur podcast. What a guy! Uh, yeah. You know how how uh, what a distraction it would have been for yeah. the Rockies. And yeah, it was a distraction for the Nationals last year. And um, they, you know, the Orioles traded Machado, right? So it, it would have been a huge. Well, look at look at the the distraction that Carmelo Anthony was for exactly. the Nuggets. Look at the the distraction that kind of Matt Duchesne was for the Avalanche, and then for the Ottawa Senators this year. So it's like having that. It's impressive. So I'm wondering, is it is it? It sounds like Nolan's pretty high character guy. It's that, and the Rockies probably had something to do with it too. They they gave him enough and enough um, kind of they gave him enough that he thought this is where I want to be. This is actually going to work. I want to actually make this happen. And I think the the difference between, for example, Nolan's deal versus Matt Holiday in two thousand eight. Um, I think Nolan. If if I'm Jeff Bradich and Dick Monford, I go to Nolan and I say, look at the guys that we have under team control for the next three four years. Kyle Freeland, Herman Marquez, John Gray, Tyler Anderson, Trevor Story, all these dudes you've been building around are all going to be here. So it's not as though I think if, if it was Matt Holiday's situation in 2008, he looks at that team from 2007 and thinks, yeah, that was a good team. That team caught lightning in a bottle. That probably wasn't a World Series team, and they got lucky at the end um, by going on that run. I don't think you looked at what they had built then and thought that's a sustainable core that can carry you for a few years. But the Rockies have – lightning in a bottle right now in a larger sense and that they have all these guys who all graduated at the same time who've all made it to the major leagues who all have three or four more years of team control and that's massive right now in baseball and so I think that's the package that they probably brought to Nolan and said hey you can stick around here and even if it's only for this first window of contention even if it's only for the next three years this is all going to be here for you and the the odds that these guys all take a step back and this falls apart are pretty low so this is something that you can work with it's obvious that we want to build around you um, that's a pretty attractive package if I'm a free agent from a, a guy looking for an extension. Let's get into some more Rockies a little bit later, but we got to get into the second half already. We're cooking along. I know we got barely we're, we're barely covering anything. We're just we're we're having a great time. We're we're getting a lot of good stuff, but we got to 
we got to take that quick break, get into some sports, and uh, get. We'll talk some more Rockies. I got more. I got more questions. I'm sure you do too. A million. All right. Let's take a quick break. Be right back. Get into the game with Sportique. It's where scooters come from at 160 South Broadway. And a scooter from Sportique is the best way to get to Coors Field this summer for the big games. Park at a bike rack right outside. Hop on, get in, and get out. Nothing could be easier. It's Sportique, where scooters come from. And when you visit, please tell them the South Stand Sentient. Sports, sports, sports. I, I can give or take sports. Um, my thing is I really like fantasy sports. And that's, yes. that's fantasy it. sports. That, honestly, that's the only thing that keeps me interested in sports. Otherwise, I would have stopped paying attention a long time ago. That's um, my, you know, that's my problem with hockey, Jen. I'm not in the fantasy league. You got to get, get, get in the I fantasy know. league. Oh, yeah, man. And then I'd be into it. Dude, I can tell you. I can tell you all about the the, the, line, the top two lines, the Buffalo Sabres, if you need to. So, um yeah, it's uh, it keeps it keeps me interested in it, and uh, it and we're talking baseball and fantasy baseball is coming up, and we're I wanted talking to, baseball yeah from Maine to San Diego. <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to run by some things uh, by our guest because he's a baseball expert. Um, so Scott was complaining. You throw the word expert around. With the people sitting in this room. Yes, amongst, amongst yes. Us. No yes. About without question. No doubt. Yes. Come on, <laughs> um, Scott was complaining because he 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 always auto drafts, but he's won the last two years because he ga- because he gamed the system. Because one, Scott's uh-huh. a, Scott's a smart man. <laughs> Scott's a smart man. I, I will give you that. And what he does is he uh-huh. figures out like how to mathematically uh, game the system. So what he did was. Is I had no for two years in a row, and I no had, one else has done it. I had no, um, I had no like kind of like uh, limits on transactions. Okay, so Colin and I play in a in a fantasy hockey league with um, with uh, with Ryan Bolding. Okay, oh, uh, Ryan Bolding. And so w- in one year, 
Colin and I were at, like at the end, you're like, okay, well, this guy's not playing anymore. I'm just going to go. So Colin was ad dropping like crazy. And I was, I was doing it too near the end. So they, they put limits on it. They said, you can only have a certain amount right. for the season. You can only do. And the same thing like pitchers, a lot of times you'll have to get a certain amount of innings in a week for your, for your pitcher stats to take hold. Yeah. Right? So I instituted that this year. I said, Scott, we're going to change this up. So we're going to, you can only do so many transactions a week. Um, still plenty. I think there's like, probably like six, seven a week, which is fine. Um, he's very bitter about it, but yeah. I think that's only fair because you could sit there and just like, you know, and but just, everyone and get the, can do that. Any, yes. <laughs> and you're right. You're right. It's, it's there, but this is America. And, but no and, one had the cojones <laughs> to do it. Well, it, it just depends on no what time you had, have. No, it's no one said, Hey, I'm going to drop half of my roster and pick up all the lefty righty matchups today. I, I understand. It's fine, <laughs> Tyler. We want you. the smart we, game. We want you. We want you to make a make a determination on this. We want you to make a ruling. You're the judge, Judy, at this at this point. You know, I uh, I have played fantasy baseball like once in my life. Which no is, way, which really? Is very I never, I never do it because, and it's for precisely that reason because I never understood like. Well, pitchers only go like once a week. What do you do the other like five days that they're not throwing? I've never, I never got it. So I don't, I don't know. But I feel like it's uh, in a in a fantasy league, you kind of have to regress to the least available member of your league. So I feel like in in that sense, then yeah, you should have a limit on the moves. Just because not everybody Thank is you. always going to be out there making. Thank you. Eight a week is Thank too you. low, though. Like at least eight a day. I don't. I right? don't. <laughs> eight a day. Eight a day. I was flipping like my entire roster a week. every single day. I was like truly. I was dropping twelve guys a day and and, and in pitching guys. categories, you can really like like do well with that because yeah. you can get tons yeah, yeah, of strikeouts. Yeah. You can get like, you know, low ERA, all that stuff. No, no, no. That, that, this is the hard part. You can, you can accumulate big numbers, right? But like averages out the window because you're, sure. you're picking guys off of the, right, the floor, right? To, to go in there. So they're going to get a bunch of strikeouts, but they're also going to give up like six runs. Like that's going to happen. Absolutely. But I, I had to do it to you. I'm sorry. Well, I had to do it. It's just something, you know, I, I think it should be modified a little bit more friendly. What I did do is, is I modified it. So I just took out the, um, the strikeout and I did the, the K per nine. So that's what I switched. Now, I think that's a little bit better than just the straight strikeout, because here's the thing in, in fantasy football, you have to play in a PPR league, right? You, if you don't play PPR, right. it's it's bullshit because PPR will open up the player pool right. to a lot more players, people. Right. So we play in a in a in a quality start league, which mm. is is you know is opens it up a little bit, and we do saves and holds. Okay, so it opens up the relief pitchers because otherwise you've only got a certain amount of relief pitchers to go with. So and in the playoffs, if you can spot those guys that those middle relievers who haven't pitched like in three or four games. Yep. And just add those. Oh, I cleaned. See? I cleaned up. <laughs> there right you there, go. Man. See, totally this is the Billy up. Bean of fantasy baseball. <laughs> he really is. He really I'm very is. impressed by this. So so <laughs> it opens up. It so saves holds is kind of like the PPR of fantasy baseball. So um, I changed that up and so i ran it by ryan edwards i said hey ryan what do you think of this and he was like that's, he was sick cool. of losing to me too yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally so he's <laughs> i said this is gonna keep scott down he's like oh whatever whatever keeps scott See, out of whatever burns scott out of yeah, so, so anyway i just thought i, 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 I do have to add though i had the worst 
team. You did. You had a terrible far. team. Yeah. I, I, I had a losing record going into the playoffs. Yeah, you had an auto so draft I, team. I, then he beat me. I had been in first the whole the whole year, and he beat me. Anything so. can happen. Any given day. That's sports. right. That's right. Any given <laughs> Sunday through whatever Monday. Yeah, 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 um, Sunday. So speaking of anything can happen, yeah, I want to touch very briefly on something. <clears throat> Last week it was, uh, I think it was a week ago today. Actually, I caught wind. That Are you pass wind usually? <laughs> I pass wind, I it's, uh... and then after I pass wind, um, I got a very interesting phone call um, from a mole at 104.3 The Fan who told me, hey, listen, you have the ability to t- dust up you know, some, some talk, and uh, we're going to lose Big Al. We're losing Big Al. So uh, you know, maybe you could help us say, you know, say something and see if maybe the station, you know, people respond and the station has to listen and it was weird it was a weird thing um and so i did i i tossed up a little dust published a piece at the website and uh the hope was that they could he had his his contract was up and they were hoping at the 11th hour that maybe the station would come through pony up and he was i guess oh he's he's really beloved and we need him yeah yeah exactly and he was apparently very offended by the fact that the company didn't want to negotiate with him and uh and um, little little inside baseball stuff, I guess he was kind of kind of eyeing Schlereth's contract and felt we like all are. felt like maybe you know I'm worth that much, even though I'm African American and you're Mormons. Um, oh wait a minute! And and that one they didn't feel the same that way. That's like a left turn. So long story short, he winds up at KOA, and I broke the story uh, that morning. And I got to say. I'm really annoyed with both Westward and Denver Post because they that evening, that afternoon evening, they both published the story. So did Mike Kliss. Uh, Big Al's leaving. He's going to KOA. And I'm like, guys, couldn't you just toss me a little bone? No. Especially Ro- Michael Roberts. Westward usually does. You would does. think he would. Westward yeah. usually does for just you. Just th- you know, throw me a little bone. But you didn't think Mike Kliss was going to do that. I mean, I, he he won't even give Nikki Javala any, any fucking Don't credit, confirm. So. Don't yeah. confirm to Colin. Yeah. <laughs> but that, yeah, that was that was annoying because I was really proud of that that I had a source that wanted me to, you know, to kick up a little dust yeah. about something and and I did and then other local news sources were like breaking. Come on, hold Big on, Al Radio is leaving. You're, you're acting hurt about this, and I and I know you're not because you knew this is exactly what's going to happen. No, I just mostly want to needle those. I guys. understand, yeah, and I and yeah, they probably should have. At least Westward should have because they've done that before. But uh, it's nice to have a little niche, though. It's nice to have a little niche. I love Denver Sports Talk Radio. I love to talk about and write about Denver Sports Talk Radio, and it's nice to know that. Some you know that some people acknowledge that and say, "Hey, when it comes to reporting this kind of stuff, you're the guy." Colin was telling me about this, and I was just kind of like, "Ah, radio's fucking dead. It's 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 over." And with apologies to you know our friends that that we all like that are still on the radio, I'll do it. Um, it it is kind of it is kind of going away, right? So I mean, you guys have a popular Rockies podcast. If if people want to know what's going on with the Rockies, they can tune that in. BSN's got plenty of stuff. Um, I I don't listen to talk radio anymore. Well, I haven't it, in years. And I agree with you when it comes to. And I love Nate Crackman. I think he's fantastic. He's, I just I just don't job. tune in. I just don't tune in because that's not how I listen anymore. When it comes to specific coverage of specific teams, especially those that are not the Broncos, I agree with you. People are better off getting that content there. 
Um, I am a terrestrial radio listener, and I have been my entire life. I worked at a radio station when I was in high school, and I love it. Um, part of the reason that I do this podcast is because I, I have a love for radio and I do, and I do enjoy tuning it in and I did enjoy the drive and I enjoyed the, the chemistry that big Al and DMAC have developed over a long period of time, nearly a decade on air, on air together. Um, and I will miss it and I will miss it. And I, I've got some, some ideas as to who may end up filling big Al's shoes, but I don't think. Anybody ultimately can, and I think it was a big mistake for the station to let him move along. And I think the future of sports talk radio is actually pretty good in comparison to other forms of terrestrial radio because they have a very specific demo and they've got it on lockdown. And, you know, I mean, when I walk into events at my wife's company, my wife's company holds events and things. I go in and, and people who know what I, what I do with the podcast and the website all want to talk to me about Wait a minute, are you saying somebody recognizes you from time to time? And they go, are you Colin Daniels? Is uh, that what they say? Interesting story. This is true. I hired an attorney two weeks ago. Uh-oh. That's never good. Who I, no, I did. <laughs> I hired an attorney two weeks ago who I met with, based on a referral from a guy who recognized me on the light rail on the way to the Nuggets game. Wow. He goes, you're Colin Daniels. And uh, I was like, yeah, he was, it was Denver, no, please, Wol no photos. Denver Wolverine is <laughs> nope. his, his at handle on Twitter. And he's like, I'm oh, I know him. He's like, yeah, I'm, yeah, De yeah. I'm Denver Wolverine. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Cool, man. Nice to meet you. And, he, and I'm like, what do you do? Blah, blah, blah. He's, he was there with his two daughters and he's an attorney. And I was like, it just so happens I have a matter that I need some assistance with in the small business arena. And he said, that's not my cup of tea, but I have a guy. And he referred me to the guy and I called the guy and he helped me out. And so... So you get to it, feed it's your crazy. ego and get help at the same yes. time? Wow. <laughs> Absolutely. When, it's and, awesome. and Tyler, you, you don't know this story. When when we were all in Vegas with uh, with Reno Notaro, um, we, <laughs> so we show up and Colin and Colin's like overjoyed because he said he got recognized in Las Vegas. At the poker table. <laughs> and and Reno was just like disgusted. He was just like, This, I can't. He's like, Oh my God. He's like, I don't know. This this guy thinks he's famous. And I was like, I was like, I was like, Oh yeah, that's him. And uh, and so then we hatched this plan where we were going to have some random guy come up and like pretend <laughs> to know him. And uh, we never did it. But then somebody did kind of did that to you. He kind of pretended like he knew you. But um, yeah, so it, he, he gets recognized. Now he's getting recognized on the light rail. He's getting lawyers. Big he's, time. Getting, he's getting free, free legal advice from this. <laughs> Oh um, no! There was nothing free. <laughs> nothing free. About well, that's just wishful it. thinking. I was hoping three hundred and sixty dollars an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that fame pays, baby. They they go, oh, this guy's famous. He's Colin Daniels. I'm going to charge a ton of money. I'm going to charge him as much as I can. See, that's that's where you went wrong. See, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have been like you should have just been like, oh, I got to find some other guy because he won't he won't gouge me. Hey, we got to get into the uh, the third already. I mean the fourth. Sorry, yeah, wow. fourth. That was the third. Yeah, I, I guess tell everyone right. I now. have exactly two things. This is my legal pad. Okay. Two items crossed off. So we're, we're oh yeah, we're not. We're not. <laughs> we're cooking. Yeah, we're gonna. So we're more. gonna try to get everything, but we, we won't. So <laughs> Tyler, I, ho I hope we're covering all the bases for you because we definitely hey, are. You know, fun. so good. I'm glad. All so. right, hey, hey, Nuggets up 29-17 against those. Wow, right. that's not. Yeah, the, the Lakers sucking is one of the great things it about is really, 2019. It is really good. I like it. So yeah, forget them. So uh, let's get into the fourth quarter right about now. Toys go around in black and a 
Have you guys been to Mutiny Information Cafe? It's one of my pla- favorite places to hang out. I mean, a lot of really cool people hang out there. It's a it's a coffee shop. It's a used bookstore. It's a used record store. T-shirts, hats, pins, patches, podcasts, comedy performances. It's right next to a really cool vegan shop where they've got all the latest yummies. It, it's a really cool place to be. It's one of the most Denver places you can possibly go. It's definitely worth the trip. Mutiny Information Cafe. Hell, park in my lot and walk a couple blocks up there to Broadway and Ellsworth and say hi to our friend Matt there at Mutiny Information Cafe. And when you do, please tell them the South Stand sent you. I, I thought John would like the uh, kind of ska beat to it. Pick him up, pick him up, pick him up, pick him up. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. He taught me how to live my life as it should be. He taught me how to turn my cheek when people love me. I've had friends before, and I can This is what they had him sing when they were kids. will never leave you flat. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I a friend of Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is my friend of mine. Now I realize why I wasted so much time. This is what's going on. He taught me how to praise my God and still play rock and roll. The music is how to praise my God and still play rock and roll. It's just an instrument to praise his name. Have you ever watched Crashing? Yeah. It's on HBO. I think I watched the first like two or three episodes. It's it's really good. It's about a it's a Pete Holmes is the comedian. It's about his doing his career. But he's um right now he's like because he's raised like like very Christian and so he goes on like a Christian comedy tour and because uh, it's like it's it's good money and he's actually doing what he wants to do and, uh, and then he gets kicked off. But um. It's just kind of funny. You know what I am watching? I'm rewatching Game of Thrones. Oh, I wanted to do that too. uh, So I am. I hear that's starting soon. So I April 14th. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We uh, we just got past the Red Wedding. Oh wow! Yeah, so we got got a ways to go. We got like 58 to go or something like that. I was thinking about doing that, and I was like, I barely watch TV. Such a big hill to climb. I've never watched Game of Thrones. It bums me out. No, it totally bumps me out. But it's nice to have a series left that I haven't seen. Like when I meet somebody who says they haven't seen The Wire, I'm like, I'm so jealous. I wish I had the opportunity to watch The Wire again with fresh eyes. I recently watched Breaking Bad beginning to end for the second time. And it was amazing to me how many things I had forgotten. Yeah. Whereas I recently started watching The Sopranos again from the end. And I could literally finish Tony's sentences. And I was like, maybe I don't need to do this. Because <laughs> I know this this series like the back of my hand. Whereas Breaking Bad, it, it was a whole new experience. Well, the thing with uh, Game of Thrones is there's so much that you miss. And there's so many darn characters. Now, John, you read the book. So you yeah. you have a little bit more of an insight to it. But I finally like can now figure out like, ah, that's that guy's uncle. And that's the cousin. Yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's a few of this those. One, and, I mean, it really, uh, it's, it's, it's just as horrible watching The Red Wedding again, though, than oh, it yeah. it's the first time. Um, cool. Like my son, my 14-year-old son, he's watched The Office three times through. Yeah, my, uh, my, my son, too. And I my was son, like, too. That's one of my background shows. I love it. It's great, because he's watching, and I'll go sit down and hang out, watch yeah. a few minutes, and then go do something else. It's, it's great. It's always good. But I'm like, man, he's watched it three times through. I was like, holy crap. To yeah. me, I can't, like, once... 
I mean, really, after Jim and Pam get together, that show starts to take a turn. Yeah. But then once once it gets sold to, sold to Saber and, like, Gabe comes on and all that, like, that <laughs> yeah, show was just, like, yeah. a mediocre comedy for, like, the last three yeah, seasons. Yeah, yeah. They were kind of fun. The in. first four or five seasons of that show were as good yeah, as any show ever. It's but brilliant. like. My yeah. daughter is watching the seasons without Michael Scott. Yeah, at this no, point. that's the, like, yeah. Why bother? Yeah. Dude. Well, Point. and I keep and I keep saying you should watch the English one. Have you watched the English one? No, I actually never have. So, I've had it in my Netflix queue for like six years. And, and if you if you if you like English stuff, you'll get it. If you don't like English stuff, you won't. But a lot of it, the early stuff is very similar. A lot of the okay. same stuff happens. Um, and I think it was only two seasons. Yeah, it was or really so, two, three seasons. And then they did a special. Like England always does things where like they'll do a Christmas special or something. Something. Right. Um, it's excellent. It's so good. And, uh, you know, very different, though. And I keep trying to get him to watch, and he's just like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. So, is it good, though? Oh, it's good. It's good. All right. Well, it's I, good. I recently watched, watched uh, Monty Python on the Holy Oh, now hold on, hold on. I did too. And I, with my daughter, I'm saying, oh. no, I'm not. I'm like, no, this is one of the greatest movies oh. ever. <laughs> and it it's wasn't. Not. <laughs> no, 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 hold on. No, not. Well, listen, I started, I started watching the, the show, like the actual show that they did. And I was like, oh, I watched all Monty these when Python's I was like, playing circus, yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to watch these. It was these. on PBS. And, and, and I was like, I was watching on Netflix and I was just like, oh my God, this is so slow. This is so boring, and yeah. I was like, and it just was not good, right? But it was the very last scene of the whole, you know, like when they they're all in the film set, yeah, and everything yeah. goes crazy. That was the, that that was it. That redeemed the whole darn movie for me. But but we're so like like everything we watch now has to have. If it doesn't kick in, you're just out. And 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 I, I watched Blazing Saddles recently too, and that I love that movie, and I'm rewatching it, going. Maybe I don't. Know. <laughs> it's not <laughs> good. And I, I just remember. think I just think our attention spans because of the way we watch stuff now, and and we're looking at our phones all day. I think that it's completely changed our brains, and we yeah, just can't. I, I agree that's completely. True. Alan Seppenwall says uh, he's a TV reviewer. I love Seppenwall. Um, he says it, it, we're living in the age of peak TV, and it it it's got to be good. It's got to be really yeah. good. It, it, yeah, because if you watch something like, uh, you know, like I'll watch something all the time and we'll just start it and I'm like, this sucks. I'm just gone. I, and you don't you don't get the into the seventh episode. I did that with I did that with uh, with that. Oh, uh, God. They're, the series about the guy who's laundering money. Ozark. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I you know I got a couple seasons in and it just kind of trailed off. Oh, I, I watched so, both seasons of that. It's really there are more than two now. No, there's two. There's, there's, there's two. two. Oh, okay. Second one. Yeah, it's it, good. It no, but that, off a bit. And that's the thing. If it doesn't grab you right away, Living Dead, The Living Dead. Walking After dead. season, dead. I mean, The Walking Dead. After yeah, season two, anymore. just kind of. Eh, yeah, yeah, I haven't watched that. Oh, I'm watching that all the way through, right. baby. Oh yeah. So, and I think it's and that's the whole thing is there's so much out there that if it doesn't grab you. You move on to something yeah. else. I might go. Oh, I like this because I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. But there's so much now. But when we were kids, dude, if that was the only thing on, you'd just be glued to it. You'd just be like, I gotta watch this because that's the only thing on, and I won't be able to watch anything for another seven days or whatever. You know. So yeah, there's just too much great shit right now. That is true. Uh, that one, did, one, one example is True Detective. I. I I watched reruns of Breaking Bad instead, and now I've got you know three four episodes of the current season left. Oh, this current of, of, season's good. Yeah, it's you know it's, it seems good, but it's there's better. There's just so much good shit. There's a lot of good stuff. I I don't mind it, and it and that's the whole thing is having a DVR really helps you know so you can kind of watch it at your own pace. Um, yeah, it's lots of good stuff. Vic Lombardi came out of surgery this week. Are you following him on Instagram? So no, I'm not. And, oh my god! And so you know what was what was interesting? I was thinking about Luke Perry, 
And, um, you Luke know, Luke Perry. So what happens is, is that somebody like Luke Perry dies, and then everybody, everybody kind of goes, "Oh my God!" Like for for us, not not you, Tyler, but he's he's, he's close to our age. age. Yeah. Well, he's he's fifty two, so it's 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 close to my age. And I'm kind of like I'm like, holy fuck, you know. I remember when um when um uh when MCA from the Beastie Boys died. Yeah. And I went, oh. Fuck. And I was like, holy shit. And I was like, kind of like, I, I remember I went to the doctor for something else and I was kind of like, yeah, you know, hey, what's up? You know, that guy, you know, and I just kind of asked him about it. And that was like a weird, like, cancer of the salivary gland or something. Yeah, that's strange. right. It was some really strange. It was a strange one. But then you kind of, your your own mortality kind of creeps in. You go, oh, I grew up with this person. You know, I and he's only a few years older than I am. Um, it does have that effect on you. And Vic Lombardi, you know, going through his, his prostate, you know, uh, surgery, it all of a sudden everyone kind of goes, and it's funny because you sent that thing out about getting checked out. And I was hearing about other people that I know through my wife and they were like, kind of like, Oh, so-and-so they made them go to the doctor. And I was like, that's a good thing. It's a good thing that people do that. But it's funny because all of a sudden, you know, you, something hits home and you're like, Oh shit! I gotta, you know, I gotta go check this out. You know, I saw this picture on Instagram of Vic's midsection post-op. It is black. His entire gut and around like his bruised. lower back just bruises everywhere. Huh. It's completely black. And he said on his, you know, his Instagram post was very positive, and just said this is all part of the healing process. I was like, oh my god. Oh my God, that looks awful. That's fairly invasive, I think. I, I think they got to. Oh, it's a definition of invasive. They got <laughs> to dig up in your into your in business, your, into your tank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but uh, you know, uh, hopefully he's he's all good and he'll he'll heal up and and lose that uh, that shit. But it's just interesting because then when that happens, everyone kind of goes like, oh. But then I'm thinking like, well, what what is what was Luke Perry into? Like, you know, he drops dead. The guy from uh, he had a stroke. I know, but like, yeah. was he was he a smoker? Was he did he do something to you know, or did he just was it just luck of the fucking draw? He was taking stroke pills every morning. <laughs> I, I love these stroke pills. I hope they don't give I, me a stroke. I just can't stop. <laughs> you know, but the guy from the Prodigy, remember the guy from the Prodigy? He he killed himself, and I'm like did he have drug and alcohol problems, you know? And I think it's that age where all of a sudden it's kind of like you get, you reach the end of the line, you know, and if you've done all that, um, just something I was, I was like, you know, I'm Irish. I think about death all the fucking time. Same. So, you know, so it's like, you know, my drug and alcohol problems are the only reason I don't kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's an interesting take. Yes. So, um, let's get off that real quick. And we'll try. Did you hear the bears today signed a punt, a kicker, I'm not shitting you. Named Chris Blewett. Yeah, I know. that's <laughs> fucked. That is terrible for that guy. I, I would think that maybe you would want to alter your name a little bit. Somebody responded to the tweet from the Bears' official account and said, "Was Frank Wide Left not available?" <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that's tough, man. But you know that that kid's he he knew as soon as he got into the kicking game that he was like he was he's like doomed. He's a punter though. He's, he's not. Doomed. He's not. He's not a. He's no, not, he's a place kicker. Oh, he's a place kicker. Oh, yeah. he is. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's real rough. That um let's let's start uh you know let's start uh, our our final approach here um i i, I did want to talk i did want to talk a little more rockies um and tyler what do you think 
uh, knowing what you know about the team, kind of the direction they're going. Do you see, you know, we, we were we were pleasantly surprised how last year ended. They they certainly made strides. You think they're Except gonna, for they blew it against the Brewers. They that blew sucked. it. They yeah. wide lefted it to the Brewers. <laughs> um, do, do you see it being more positive? Do you see uh, more strides being taken? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, this season I don't really see – going into this year how they are anything other than a co-favorite in in the National League West and I think it's you know you look at the Dodgers and the Dodgers have six straight division titles and so I think somewhat by default you have to give the Dodgers the benefit of the doubt that they're going to be there at the end but when I look at the Dodgers for this year they trade away Yasiel Puig and Matt Kemp ostensibly to clear room for Clayton Kershaw. Thank or God for, they got rid of Puig. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Thank now God. I can Get live, with, now I can love him killer. in a different yeah. division. I'm fine with that. But ostensibly, that's to create room for Bryce Harper, who then they don't sign. Um, you get a healthy Corey Seager back. That's that's big. But Clayton Kershaw now has been either hurt or very inconsistent or there's something going on with his shoulder or it's his back or whatever it is. He's barely been throwing in camp. Um, and, you know, I mean, they've got other guys. They've got Walker Bueller. They've got Julio Arias, a kid who's um, still got a really high ceiling uh, and is only, I think, 21 years old. But I don't look at the Dodgers. We on the podcast a couple weeks ago, we separated the the division into three camps. There are teams that got better, teams that basically just stood pat, and teams that got worse. And I don't think anybody outside of the Padres has gotten that much better. I think you could put the Rockies in that conversation with the Nolan extension just because of what it does as an ancillary development for that team. They're not having to answer questions about it all year. It doesn't become a distraction in the clubhouse. Don't you think they got worse, though? I mean, without Avino gone? Without Avino gone, I think that's the one departure that that hurts. But I don't think losing DJ LeMahieu is that big of a blow. I don't think losing Gerardo Parra or Carlos Gonzalez, and I still think they're going to end up re-signing Carlos Gonzalez, but I don't think that's a huge blow. Um, so maybe they took a, a, a minuscule step back, but I also think that where they've improved is probably enough to compensate for that. But every other team in the division, I think, got worse. The Giants are terrible. Um, Good. I thought the Giants were going to sign Bryce Harper. I, I tweeted out that I had a feeling he was going to go there, and apparently they offered him $320 million. But with the way California taxes work versus with the way Pennsylvania taxes work, he was going to make more money if he went to Philly. Um, they didn't sign anybody. The Giants have nobody. They have nothing in that system. Um, the the D-backs trade away Paul Goldschmidt. That team has gotten worse. They don't really have a whole lot that's coming up. Uh, and the Dodgers, I don't feel like, are as good of a team coming into 2019 as they were going into 2018. So I don't really see how that's a division in which the Rockies tie at the end of game 162 for the division title. I don't see how you look at them coming into 2019 and all the projections I've seen are, oh, they're an 85 to 87 win team and the Dodgers are going to win 95 games. And the Dodgers probably will because that's what the Dodgers do. But how you can look at this Dodgers team compared to what came out of 2018 and say this is a team that's going to win 95 games, that I don't really get. And and maybe I'm selling them way short and there are guys who are just going to blow up and somehow Max Muncy is going to continue being an all-world everything player. But I just don't see it. I mean, if I was, if I was betting on the National League West this year, I would put my money on the Rockies. Wow. Interesting. That's awesome. Who is a name that will emerge in the coming season that is not on the tips of our lips right now for Colorado? As far as a major league contributor, 
Um, He's looking for his fantasy draft, so don't don't give him too much. Okay, okay. No, no, um, no I'm kidding. Please do. <laughs> The uh, the I guess the the semi obvious one in that conversation is Brendan Rodgers, who was their mm. first round draft selection a few seasons ago, and is I mean he's right on the doorstep right now. There's no way he makes a club out of spring training because of the major league service time considerations and all that. Um, and I think the Rockies are are pretty well served by their their middle infield depth. Um, but Brendan Rodgers, I think by if he starts off hot in Albuquerque, I would say by May he's probably up at the major league level, um, and by June he's he's ready to make an impact. What is he? A sh- he's not a. Th- He's a shortstop yeah, by trade, but they've moved him basically everywhere. He's played third. Yeah. He's played second. Um, I, I know there was some talk at one time that he was going to get a look in the outfield, which I don't think he ever did. But um, that's one thing the Rockies have done really, really well over the last few seasons is they've taken prospects and basically applied every type of positional change that they can to give guys as many tools as they can to try to make it to the major leagues. So Michael Brendan Rodgers is probably that guy. Thing. <laughs> Brendan Rodgers, he's probably that guy. Um, the uh, as far as the pitching staff goes, uh, Peter Lambert, I would say, is the the guy who's the odds-on favorite. Um, as far as the young guys go to to take that next step, um, he's been outstanding everywhere he's gone throughout his his minor league career and scuffled a little bit at AAA his first time there last year. Uh, but he'll go back there this year. I think he's only 21 years old, which is kind of crazy. Um, so he's probably the guy pitching wise who will be. I'm hearing there. some buzz on uh, Hampson. Garrett yes, Hampson. Garrett Hampson. We have always been big garrett hampson guys on the uh, on the old pdp he's just like when you look at garrett hampson's line at every single level of the minor leagues he puts up like the exact same line it's like a 315 average a 400 on base percentage a 480 slugging percentage like everything he does throughout every step of his baseball career as a professional seems like it's the exact same so if he plays to his competition just right. bring him right up. right exactly yeah. just jump him up he's the show. gonna probably play everywhere right he can yeah play he can field, do everything field, yeah. he can do everything and the thing i like about him is he has the ability ability to to be an everyday second baseman but also to slide over if you need to give Trevor Story a day off if you need to even in a pinch give Nolan Arnato a day off I love Garrett Hampson um I'm a big Ryan McMahon fan also mm. I hope Ryan McMahon gets a shot somewhere at some point um I don't even know if that's going to be in Colorado anymore but Ryan McMahon's such a good dude and has worked his tail off to be able to play he's drafted as a third baseman they convert him to first base a couple seasons ago now he's playing at second base like he's done everything the organization's asked and I hope he gets a shot at some point um, but that's a good problem for the Rockies to have. They have so much depth in those infield spots right now. Some of those guys aren't going to be Isn't making major league impacts. Is he the one getting the shot, the first shot at it, though? I would think – I mean, second? right now I think it's probably a, a two-horse race between Hampson and McMahon. Um, Hampson is under team control for a little longer, which maybe pushes his window back somewhat. Um, and McMahon – you know, if McMahon is not a regular major league contributor in 2019 for the Rockies, I don't know where he is. Would uh, either Hampson or McMahon be a good – Good fit with Vic Fangio. Um, I feel like Hampson probably would. He's scrappy. He's got the. He's got that element to him. So wait. So so Murphy's going to play first. Then only is he just going to stay at first? Yeah, apparently. Okay. Um, which I I've read some stuff that defensively. A lot of numbers, a lot of analytics suggest that he'll be good there, and that's probably his better position right now with his age. He's old and he can't move. Exactly, he can't move, but he also moves better than the average first baseman, Mm. so I think that's probably a good thing. You know, I mean, as a a baseball-specific addition, Daniel Murphy makes them a better team. Oh, absolutely. Um, There are, you know, other things about Daniel Murphy that uh, we obviously were vocal about. The part where he's a racist? (laughs) No, he's not a racist. He's a homophobe. He's a homophobe, yeah. We'll discuss that with Sid Ziegler next week. Yeah, we'll we'll discuss that with – with uh, Zid? Zid? Sid, Zig- Sid, Sid Ziegler. Sid yeah. Caesar? 
Sid Caesar, the old entertainer the motivation guy, the guy who does the things at the arenas. I know. He's the founder of Outsports Magazine. That's awesome. I believe there's some folks we know that were for every like every like. Daniel Murphy double. They were going to donate some money yeah. to some trans yeah, youth the, organizations. Uh, I think uh, yeah, one, yeah. the Matthew Shepard Foundation. I yeah, think was yeah, one of the, stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. that's that's really great. cool. Uh, here's a question for you before we get out of here. Of all the four major professional sports, Tyler Mon. Yes. Which do you think has the greatest population of closeted gay male athletes? <laughs> wow. The four major sports. Yes. Wow. Of the four major sports. I have um, a theory. I want to know yours. That is a really good question. Um, I mean, I would say numbers wise, man, I actually have no, I have no idea. I would I say no baseball. Idea. I would say it baseball. Could be. Largely could be. because of the amount of road trips, the amount of opportunity that the players have. And, you know, we all know that the, 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 the heterosexual players hook up with a lot of broads and 162 game season, it's gotta be no different. And if the population of American males who are homosexual is roughly 17%, I believe, I would say the same probably applies to Major League Baseball, which would put the would volume it applies of, across the board in all sports. Yeah, are you are you trying to same. open up a, a branch in here to like a little like a bathhouse to cater to these gentlemen? Well, Is that it what once you, was this was a oh, that's right. This was this was a bathhouse. Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, what I find it, I thought a few years ago there was a, a prospect in the Milwaukee Brewers organization named David Denson, and David Denson came out uh, as gay when he was I think he had just played in rookie ball, maybe in low A. Um, and was like a third-year player. He was a relatively high draft pick. I think he was a second or third-round pick. And I really kind of felt like after that happened, there was also an independent league player um, the season before who had come out. Um, I really felt like that was going to be the start of it being a more accepted thing that players could come out and – And still compete. And compete and, and be teammates and could play – and it wasn't going to be a thing because it's not a thing in any other area of society. I think if um, if, if there's one sport where it will happen, it'll be the MLB. Well, and what's it's not going to be the NBA. Really, it's not going to be the NFL. Really? I, no, not a chance. But now, don't, now don't you think because though, that- the NFL is the NBA is seventy five percent black? And I'm just going to be straight with you. I'm I'm just going to be straight with you. I'm not going to make any excuses for this take. The NBA seventy five percent black, and it would be that much less likely to work. In the NBA, as a result, because in the African American community, it's it's not something you talk about. Don't you think, though, in these locker rooms, they're they're like, we all know my man is gay, and we it, don't give a oh, shit. We know, and it's, we're not it's, we're, we're not maybe we're not going to talk about it. Yes, we're not going to talk about it, but we support him. We're all good. Now, it, you obviously haven't had anybody come out that is a superstar or be like someone that's a major cog in a team. But um, I think everybody knows. I would say that baseball, kind of based on the demographics, I think that's a, that would be a little more like you would keep that hidden, I would think. So which sport would NBA. you think it would be? Where somebody could comfortably compete? NFL. NFL. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because because you don't think the the macho in the NFL is just too much. Oh, it's it's too much. <laughs> don't get me wrong. It's way too much. I mean, look but, at what happened to Michael Sam. Yeah, That's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's true, but but um, I. I if he was, he just wasn't very good. I think if he was good, that's the whole thing. Is that uh, in the in that type of environment, if you perform, they don't care. 
And I think that's the, that we've seen that we've seen it with like bad people, like people who've done horrible things and they perform and they're like, look the other way. The entire Baltimore Ravens yeah, roster. Everything. The Dallas Cowboys the up decade. to this, yeah, up to this <laughs> point. So it's, it's hard to say, but it's, it's an interesting topic. It's just a, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to know because we don't know what, what's already going on behind the scenes. I'm guessing that there's a lot of people that it's pretty obvious and they're like, they're like, Hey, this is my man. If as long as long as I don't have to deal with it, then we're all cool. Well, you know? maybe maybe in two weeks, let's get Sid on. He's the founder that's, of Out yeah, Sports a, Magazine, a good idea. and uh, and talk about that and other interesting topics in the in the sports world when it comes to gender and uh, and uh, sexuality. Sounds great. Well, amazing. I know. Well, let's let's get out of here. We're going to release Tyler into the wild because we've we've kept him too long. We should release. I'm feral. Yeah, he's feral. We we <laughs> we've talked way too much about all sorts of things. But um, uh, Tyler, let everybody know where they can find you. We all know about the purple Dino cast, but yep. please let let everybody know where they can Our find Dino Costa coverage <laughs> on the uh, the uh, the yeah the old PDP. You can find wherever you get podcasts. The uh, the purple dinosaur podcast is there. Um, and we are also on purplerow.com. Uh, they're kind of our our hosts. Uh, I'm on. Uh, I'm all over the tweets at Tyler Maun. M A U N is my last name, and you can get all of your weird coverage from me posting pictures from Summit League basketball games to NCHC hockey to spring training to I'll be doing baseball tournaments in Japan by the end of the year. So Sweet. it's a very you random. You get to go to Japan? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's awesome. I'm going to wow. in uh, November. I heard he's big in Japan. He's big in Japan. You know. All right. Um, no, that's fantastic. It seems to be taking you everywhere. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. That's I, have, awesome. I have the weirdest, uh, the weirdest tweet presence, I think, of anybody that I know. So I, like but I appreciate it. that. Well, we, we appreciate you. We're glad to have you back Absolutely, in with man. us. It's good and, to be back. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know why it took so long. I don't know if it's something Colin said, maybe. Well, I don't know. It could have been things that we tweet, which oh, okay, is very possible. I don't know. We're we all, tweet dumb stuff. All yeah, the we're time. all we're yeah. That's fine. We understand. <laughs> but uh, no, thank you for coming, and we appreciate it. It's always Thanks, good guys. to have it. Yeah, it was excellent. We got some we got some good info tonight. I like the show. So uh, good stuff, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for everybody being here. Thanks for everyone tuning in. Uh, all the ships, all the ships at sea, and all that jazz. Uh, it's been the South Stands Denver Fan Cast. Adios. We love you!